never underestimate the profound influence of a mother. She has the ability to build up little lives who will change the world for God's glory. You know, through most or though most of what she accomplishes each day is hidden from sight, her encouragement, sacrificial acts, unconditional love, and faithfulness to live out and teach God's word have the potential to impact many future generations. Welcome to the Creation Today Show, guys. I'm Eric Hoven. That was a quote from today's guest who is inspiring wives and moms around the world to enjoy living their lives for the glory of God. If you're new to the Creation Today Show, we are on a mission to disciple the world. Uh, we meet each week to help turn the stumbling blocks that keep people from seeing Jesus as the creator and redeemer of mankind into the stepping stones that lead us to the truth of Jesus Christ. If you're joining us from Facebook or YouTube, or you're listening on our podcast or watching on the television show, we want to say thank you for peering into the Creation Today community for this conversation on moms. Uh, we want you to be all that you can be and all that God has called you to be this side of eternity so if you ever want to join our community, you do that just by partnering with Creation Today. We invite everybody to come over to creationtoday.org to get involved. Shout out to my Creation Today partners here with me. Uh, last week, I told you that this conversation was going to be amazing, and you're about to hear why. Okay, I mean, let's face it, moms are awesome for so many reasons. I mean... Moms, you guys will flip the fish sticks over halfway through baking. Dads don't do that. So for the moms out there, if you're a mom or if you made somebody a mom or you have a mom, happy Mother's Day. Moms, we really do love you. And I promise all of you are going to love today's guest. Rachel Zwayne is influencing moms around the world through both Facebook and Instagram with her page, Joyful mothers. It's her insight and her encouragement that comes straight from scripture and speaks into the soul of motherhood and in marriage day after day. Many of you already follow her pages, but for the two of you that don't, you need to go to at joyful mothers right now and click that follow button. Okay. Cause it, you will be encouraged. Two of my favorite people in the world are her dad and her husband. If you don't know, Rachel Zwayne is married to Easy uh, Emil Zwayne. He's the president of Living Waters, and she's the daughter of Ray Comfort, who founded Living Waters. It was actually Ray Comfort's message, Hell's Best Kept Secret, that helped me see that I was the product of a Christian environment and not really a disciple of Jesus Christ. So I I'm extremely grateful for both Emil and for Ray. Uh, for their lives, for their friendship, and for their ministry. Well, question number one for you, how did you make both your dad and your husband so awesome? <laughs> yeah, it's all about me. It's all about uh, me. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> you are the common denominator here other than Christ. So, 
they're a blessing. They're such a blessing in my life. I mean, such amazing men. I'm blessed beyond measure just to be um, discipled by both of them, basically. They're just, and they're so fun too. It's just all, it's just a lot of um, entertainment spending time with them. And for anyone that knows Mark Spence, who works with them too, um, many years ago, we traveled to New Zealand and it was a couple of my kids. I think we had two kids at the time. And then it was my dad, Easy and Mark Spence. And it was so crazy and so wild. And most of the time I was pretending like I didn't know them because they're so crazy. <laughs> but we had a lot of fun. They are certainly uh, some specially made individuals by God. And mm -hmm. no matter where they go, they have a good time. And I certainly enjoy that. I certainly yes. enjoy that. Yeah. Hey, Rachel, your account, Joyful Mothers, reaches all kinds of moms. And by the way, I was curious, is it moms or mums? Well, I changed it to moms because I am pretty Americanized, but I still call my mother mum because that's <laughs> who she always is, has always been to me. So that's about the only thing that's the same. Um, but yeah, in New Zealand, they're mums to us. And would you actually spell it M-U-M or do you yes. still spell it? You do. No, it's M-U-M. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, We've got some mums here that are just learning some of the truths that you present on your page. Other moms who have practiced these truths and are trying to pass these on. Some mums have teenagers that are so bad they truly understand why some adult animals eat their offspring and they totally get that. They need your encouragement. Can you can you give us kind of the background story of Joyful Mothers and why, uh, why you decided to run this page and spend this time dedicated to this? Yeah, it just, it started many years ago on Facebook. I was on Facebook with, you know, connecting with friends in the early days. And I just woke up one morning and thought, you know, I love to have focus every day, motherhood focus that um, just gives me those reminders, even just for myself, but maybe bring some friends along for the encouragement and start a small group on Facebook and just pull some quotes from different godly people that I respect. And um, be able to focus in on those on a daily basis. And so I just started posting scripture and those quotes for a while. And then I decided maybe I would open the group up and, and make it public and which, you know, I was on the fence about that. Cause I thought, oh man, you know, that always seems to create drama when you open things yes. up publicly. And, but there is the drama has been, been pretty minimal actually, which has been nice. Um, but yeah, I, I, have been so blessed with how much it's grown. I moved over onto Instagram, which it seemed to have grown a little bit more on there compared to Facebook. And I think it's because there's a lot of moms on Instagram, yeah. uh, younger moms, actually they're in the trenches and it's, it's been really great. And I, I kind of moved from posting quotes from other people that have written parenting books to just sharing some of my own thoughts and those seem to resonate with people because I think they can feel that, oh, wait, I think maybe she's experienced some of this stuff before because yes. I kind of, some of the stuff that I share, I'll have mom say, how did you read my thoughts? Or, you know, because I've, I've experienced so much over the years, so many ups and downs, not as much as some people have gone through with big tragedies and, and things like that. It just amazed me as people walk through really hard things with their kids, but definitely lots of ups and downs with my own emotions, my own sinful nature, my desire to just be the perfect mom, but to continuing to fail in that and just rest in God's grace. And so I just hope to, to bring encouragement to moms, to be a cheerleader 
as I continue to learn and grow spiritually. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been really um, exciting for me because I do have such a deep passion to encourage moms um, because I wanted to remember all of the feelings, the emotions, the difficulty, the fatigue, feeling so overwhelmed. I, I kind of, in a sense, vowed that I would never forget so that I could come alongside other moms and comfort them and encourage them, but also stir us all up with reminders to continue to grow and to be desperate for the Lord. I can imagine my wife watching this right now and watching me shake my head yes and going, why are you shaking your head yes, Eric? You don't have a clue, man. But yeah. as much as I can get it, I I, I get it. Uh, and and your, yeah. your page is called Joyful Mothers and people follow you to hear your wisdom on life and on, on marriage and on motherhood. And, and what I love about it is you're not compromising your message to encourage people. You, you had a post, I, I printed this one out. You had a post where you said, and again, you're just not compromising, but you're doing it in love. And it's still encouraging. The world is being turned upside down by parents who follow the lead of their children. While children should be given a chance to express their feelings, God has appointed us as parents to lead them with his word and to teach them that feelings should never be their guide. May we be faithful to this calling. And here it's like, you're right. You're, you're, you're not only hitting on a, on, a, on a point that people, that mothers, young mothers need to understand, but you're, not, you're, you're saying it in a way that it comes across encouraging. And, and that's amazing. Tell me yeah. what you're thinking when you say those things. Yeah, well, I just feel that it's so easy for us as moms. Um, we really want to do a good job with our children. And there's a lot of modern parenting advice out there that's telling us that we need to listen and listen and listen and listen to our kids. And it's almost like we're laying aside leading and being the ones that are teaching and just kind of letting them end up as they grow call the shots. And we need to listen well. That's one thing I encourage moms to do. But I think especially when they're young, they don't have a lot to share that is going to be helpful to them because foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. And we, God has, has put us in this position to lead and guide them by his word and it's our responsibility. And so we need to be faithful to that and not be led by our, our emotions and really be the one that's in charge. And we can do that lovingly and gently and to where they, they feel like the most loved children in the world. At times they might question things, they may not understand, but when it's done in, this, in the spirit of humility and, and love, then ultimately deep down, they're going to realize that their mom loves them and that she wants the best for them and wants to lead them in the Lord's ways. But I just see this so much um, with young moms that are just confused and, and feel a lot of emotions when it comes to this. And so a lot of times they're just letting their child lead in a sense because of the crying or, or the child being upset about something. And so they'll change their course because they want their child to be happy but that's not what we see in God's word. It's not about our happiness. It's about obedience because God's ways are good and wise and best, and they keep us safe when we follow his ways. Do you, I'm imagining if you're on social media so much, uh, probably more than you want to be, but you see it as a mission field, more than a, an escape, like a lot of people see it. But 
Do yeah. you see a lot of um, a lot of things that sound good, uh, kind of advice to moms or advice to parents, but really it's kind of like, watch out, that, they get some discernment. That's not biblical. Is that something that's out? It seems like that kind of stuff would spread easily and quickly. Yeah, I think one of the big things right now is just the um, just that mantra that's out there of the the big feelings and and all um, all feelings are okay. They need to be validated. Your child needs to feel like you're listening to them and what they're going through. And the problem with that is not all feelings are great. You know, we're going to get lots of different emotions and feelings that are not sinful, but we're also going to experience these feelings that arise up inside of us, anger, jealousy, bitterness, those things are not okay. And so we need to be careful to not just be the listener to a child, but we need to come in and be speaking truth constantly. So that's what I think is starting to become something that's missing is just the truth being spoken. And the wonderful thing about that is that we have the guidebook right in front of us, God's word. So yeah, there's definitely parenting books that can give amazing counsel. And I have some favorites, but ultimately God's word gives us everything that we need to parent our children because we just have to keep taking them back to truth. And obviously when they're young, that's going to be on a more simplistic level. When they're two years old, there's not going to be a lot of discussion, but we're headed that way and we're adding more and more and expounding more and more on these truths, but we're going to hit on the same types of things over and over and over about obedience to the Lord, about not following our emotions, but following his word and just bringing them back to that over and over. How do you encourage moms to be, or maybe you just answered it, like to be more discerning. It seems like you're saying, get more in God's word. The more, the more of this you've got in your life. And by the way, I just hope you're proud. That is your dad's evidence. Wow. And it looks Um, used. Yeah, uh, this one is. This one is very, very used. Um, I, I is it just man jump into th- this is how you get discernment is learning this right here. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, God's word first and foremost, and then you'll be able to see the counterfeits. But also, I would encourage reading biblical, biblically based parenting books because they're a form of counsel, and God's word calls us to listen to counsel. And to receive instruction from others, especially those that are more experienced. So there's some really great parenting books out there. And sometimes I feel that as parents, we can think, oh, wow, I don't have any time to read a book. My kids keep me very busy, which is really true. But what I found is that even just reading a page or two at a time, you're eventually going to get through it. And it's you almost need to read it like a devotional for these busy moms that feel like I can't put this in. Even if you read a paragraph a day of a book that's just really sound biblically, then you're just going to be so encouraged and it's going to keep you on course because you need to be refocusing often. Just like I was trying to keep myself refocused and, and focused with starting the group. I named it Joyful Mothers because I needed the exhortation for myself because oftentimes, (laughs) even though my children brought me so much joy, just the tough parts of motherhood um, tempted me towards feeling blue all the time and just discouraged and like everything was always going wrong. And and I found myself just kind of in survival mode rather than Mm -hmm. thriving. And so I needed those reminders. And so as many reminders as we can get, because we have a short amount of time, and especially when we're in the trenches and we're doing everything for our children physically, and we're exhausted, we really need that encouragement because we need to be adding in the spiritual. It can't just all be about physical care. It's got to be about 
spiritual care as well, which, which is emotional care too. It really does start there. I found this post uh, to be so true and so encouraging. Take your fears about what this world is becoming, convert them into a passion to make your own little world, your home, into a refuge for your beloved children. Create a haven that is overflowing with the word of God, riddled with truth, love, and joy in Jesus. How can you not read that in the morning and just go, I yes, I that's my reminder today to do that. Is Maybe you can talk about that, but how many of your posts are just an encouragement like that? And how do you... How do you decide what to put out there? How do you not look around and go, come on, moms, I just, ah. Well, I just pray for the Lord to give me wisdom because I so want to be balanced because I can get passionate and want to just do some rebuking or something. <laughs> but then I remember my own heart and my own weaknesses and my own struggles. And it's not helpful when someone's hitting you over the head all the time. But at the same time, I want that kick in the pants. I really do. I don't want to look back and say, wow, I haven't grown much in 25 years. And so just being able to kind of balance that, I just pray for God's wisdom continually to not um, coddle anybody and just bring so much comfort that no one wants to grow. But with um, encouragement like that specific one, many of these posts are just from my own heart of struggle, just reminding myself to turn around when I'm looking out at the world and I'm thinking this place is out of control and evil and crazy and wicked. And I hate it so much. And I don't want my grandkids to grow up in this world. And, and, you know, now that my kids are older, I'm kind of thinking along those lines. And so it's just I have to remind myself to first look up and look to the Lord and his comfort and nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun. It doesn't surprise him. It's not scary to him. So trusting in him. And then what do I do? Well, I can obviously be preaching the gospel and sharing truth as much as I can. And then turning back around and investing into my own home, my husband, my family, my grandkids, and using God's word to do that. And his word just brings life and light and that's where we need to, to be going back to when we're feeling that turmoil, because it can be paralyzing. And that's what we don't want. We don't want to be paralyzed by fear. We don't want to parent out of fear, too, or out of emotion. We want to parent from a place of truth. What does God's word say about this? I'm going to refocus myself with his word, and then I'm going to get back to it and just go for it and pour into these kids. And um, God's so gracious, and he gives us the strength that we need every day. PK just said, hey, she's already followed your pages. And she said she agrees. It's a very easy rabbit hole to fall down into if you're not careful. And Marlissa was wondering when you were talking about books, um, do you have any recommendations on ones that actually follow like a, a very biblical mm -hmm. basis for, for motherhood? Do you have any that like off the top of your head you would recommend? Yes. My number one book to recommend is Shepherding a Child's Heart by Ted Tripp. That was so impactful for us as a couple, and we read and reread it and went back to it. And so I would highly recommend that one. And then his brother has written on parenting as well. That's Paul Tripp, and he's written a book called Parenting. Um, that's phenomenal. And I guess I'll give one more, and that's John MacArthur's book, What the Bible Says About Parenting by John MacArthur. 
those just have so much meat in them and they'll keep you going for a long time. So my, my top three recommendations. Just those three keep us busy all year long. I'm a man that came into our office. She's my administrative assistant here. She came into the office one day and uh, she had read a post from you. She came in, she's like, you gotta read this post. Stop. You gotta hear this. And she read this post to me. Most mothers are familiar with late night regret. Those moments when our beautiful children are soundly sleeping, the house is dead quiet, and we feel the waves of remorse sweep over us as we remember our annoyed and impatient tones with them during the day. As Christians, we're blessed beyond measure to be able to experience God's grace in those painful moments in a deep and comforting way. But may we also allow that regret to sting our hearts enough to bring about change the next day as we move forward in the strength of the Lord. Is this, is this a common thing that mothers, really everyone, needs to be reminded of? Yes, 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 yes. Um, I mean, that comes from someone who's shed many tears over this and wished that the day could have looked different. And so what we can find out there a lot of times is the arm around the shoulder and it's okay. We all blow it. And, um, you know, it's just part of motherhood to be cranky and grumpy and mean to your kids because you're having a bad day. But I just want to encourage moms to allow that regret to sting a little bit, because if we brush it off and think, okay, this is just a normal part of motherhood, we're not going to grow. And we're going to continue to feel that regret. And so we want to let the regret do its work. And it's just the guilt. And um, I think we need to differentiate between that and what's known as mom guilt, which I see a lot posted about is just, you know, you shouldn't feel guilty about this, that, and the other. And it's true. There are things we do feel guilty about that we really shouldn't, that we're being too hard on ourselves. But many times the guilt is 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 not misplaced it's it's in the right place we need to repent we need to seek the lord for his help and we need to take measures the the needed measures of just even accountability with our husbands where we say hey i want you to ask me tomorrow how things went with the kids and how did you respond to this child when they do their normal thing or throw their normal tantrums um and having kind of a game plan for it like letting that um that regret just hit our hearts and remember that God gives us strength, that we're not doing this, that we shouldn't be trying to do it in our own strength, but really seeking him for his help, um, reaching out to friends, asking them to pray for you. Because I feel like there are seasons that we go through that are harder than others. Our kids go through different things. They're going through stages that are very difficult. And it's easier said than done. You know, we can be falling asleep at night, feeling terrible, repenting. And our kids are sound asleep and the house is quiet and everything. We think, what was the problem? You know, we wake up with good intentions and then it starts all over again. The battle begins. We certain things get under our skin and it's, it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of focus. So we have to be ready for it. We need to be prayed up. We need to be in the word as much as possible. I would recommend audio Bible for moms that just are struggling to even get the word in because their child's up at 5 a.m. or up, their baby's up all night but really um, having a plan, being you know, intentional and 
bringing your friends into it, godly friends saying, hey, I am really struggling with anger with my kids and frustration. Please pray for me. I want to change and grow. And we're always going to be blowing it. We're sinners, but we do want to grow in this. And I believe that we can. Memorizing scripture on anger, if that's that issue, reading books on anger, just being intentional to grow and change because we're never going to if we don't take the right steps. What I really wanted to know is uh, which child was it that made you write this post? That's what I really was curious about. <laughs> just I'm <not> kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, uh, I forget who it was. They said, listen, if you're not yelling at your kids, you're not spending enough time with them. And that's, that's almost the way a lot of people see it is, look, this you, you have to, or that's how to get something across. Um, what, what do you see as, as, <laughs> and I saw another lady, right? Um, um, yeah, how ironic is it that we yell to our kids to stop yelling and we yes. do that all the time. Yeah, it's so hypocritical and we joke <laughs> about it, but we shouldn't stop at that. Like we shouldn't just be like, aha, that's hilarious. We should really be sobered by it. And I'm all for like being able to kind of laugh together about all the craziness but we have to move to the next step of, but Hey, you know, I need to get this under control. I'm supposed to be the godly example to my children and I'm really going easy on myself and I shouldn't be. Hey, there's some joining us on Facebook and YouTube that are going to, I'm going to have to kick them off here in just a second. But before I do, can you just answer this for them? What are you seeing out there as you interact with lots and lots of mothers? Now you got a, a huge followings on your pages. What are you seeing as some of the biggest struggles out there? Uh, and then what would be some advice before I let them go? Um, I think just exhaustion, like being so, so weary that it's just very difficult just to keep going day after day, especially when you're with your kids all day long. Um, I think that that can feel just very bleak as you look ahead and you are just thinking, how am I going to make it? I'm so tired. I just don't have anything to give. And so I would just say that you need to take the right steps with that. Um, it's going to be difficult if you don't have a lot of people you can lean on. So I know that that's an issue too, is maybe not a lot of family around to help, but so that you can get those little breaks that are much needed. And sometimes moms feel guilty for taking breaks, but I think those are important because we want to, to get away. We want to get refreshed and have time to be in God's word and just even just breathe, be able to breathe a little bit and um, kind of gain more, regain more strength to come back to the battle. And so I think that that's important to just try to find that, even if you switch off with another mom, say, hey, I'll take your kids for now. Can you take mine just to get rejuvenated? Um, but I think also really being serious about child training and discipline and discipleship, because when we're kind of just letting things happen and we don't have a game plan for that, then there's just so much exhaustion and we're kind of, it's almost like we're snowed under by all the craziness and our kids are a little wild and out of control. We, we just don't, we don't have any plans. And so reading these books that I mentioned are helpful and prioritizing that, not um, kind of spending time doing lots of other things and parenting being kind of the last thing on your list. It should be first and foremost on your list. Obviously your marriage coming first, but then you know that right up there in second place and really simplifying your life as much as possible because we overload our lives and then we have no room for discipline and discipleship. There's no time. We're rushing kids out the door, throwing in the car for a soccer practice. And sometimes we have to say no to things because 
it's just, there's not enough time. We're not being responsible to train and disciple our children because we're just doing other things that are distracting. There's no time to sit down and chat and discuss what they're going through. It's just one, from one thing to the next, we're exhausted. And then everybody's kind of out of control and yelling and screaming at each other. And so we got to backpedal and just kind of think, okay, how can I reevaluate all of this? What can I change and really seek the Lord for his wisdom and ask other people, ask for counsel, like, hey, what do you think I could change just to, to feel like I can be thriving as a mother? So I know there's going to be a lot of people wondering, Rachel, when does your women's devotional or mom's devotional come <laughs> out? When's that going to happen? Oh, I'm so I'm chomping at the bit. I would love to. I I had an opportunity to kind of turn my Joyful Mother's post into a devotional, and I'm just putting it on hold till my daughter graduates from, from high school. She's my last out of five. And so I'm just trying to be patient with it because I really want to stay focused. I feel like that would really distract me and be really ridiculous that I'm writing about motherhood and I'm neglecting her and not just readily available to her. So I'm hoping in about three years or so, maybe wow. I'll be able to jump onto that. Well, start your sign up list now, girl. That way you can have a bunch of people ready for it when it comes out. Let me tell you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Uh, guys, you got to go follow uh, Joy at Joyful Mothers uh, if you haven't already done that. Facebook and YouTube, I want to thank you guys for hanging out with me. Uh, next week, by the way, going to have, I think, a really good conversation. It's interesting that this one, again, is kind of on parenting. And I, I know we got Mother's Day, Father's Day coming right, right around the corner from this. But I really want us to understand that this is the future. Uh, so my guest uh, next week is Dr. Josh, and he's written a book uh, called uh, 50 Things Every Child Needs to Know Before Leaving Home. And as I went through this, I went, wow, I wish I had this list. What a great list to have. And he's going to be our guest next week. So I'd love for you to join me right at noon Central Time uh, on, on whatever, whatever platform you're watching. You can catch us again next week if you want to hear the rest of the conversation. Because I want to ask, I want to ask you about uh, you know being seen. Right now, a lot of moms need to be seen on social media and and how they do that and your advice for them. And I got several other posts I want to go through. So if you want to enjoy the rest of the conversation, come on over to creationtoday.org, be a partner with us, and you get access to the whole conversation and can interact. And by the way, partners, if you guys, any questions you have, uh, would love for you to put that in the chat or in the q and I'll get to that. Facebook and YouTube, thank you guys. I look forward to seeing you next week as we go through the list, what every child needs to know. See you next week.